Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. A bard is a storyteller who recites traditional texts associated with a particular oral tradition. And I'm here to recite and to amplify what the literature of the Bible says about who is God and who are human beings. Here's the place we're at today. In this lesson, we're discussing what the Bible teaches about sex. Sex is a powerful force in human life, so the Bible has a lot to say about it. Because this topic is so charged with static electricity, I've divided it into four podcasts. Sex and Marriage was the first one. Sex and the Family was the second. This lesson, Lesson 44, is on single gender sex, or sex with non-humans. And then there'll be a one more on rape. God created sex. So foolish talk attributing puritanical ideas about sex to the Bible miss the point. A loving God who loves men and women and created sex has been maligned by those with unbiblical views of this subject. In this podcast, we shall see what the Bible teaches about sex outside of marriage. Part three, sex outside of marriage, homosexuality. As stated in podcast 42, Sex and Marriage, God has not placed any rules around sexual activity within marriage. In podcast 43, Sex Within the Family, we see that God has prohibitions about sex between family or extended family members. This lesson deals with two additional teachings God gives, sex between people of the same sex and sex between humans and animals. The Bible Bard acknowledges that in human history, both kinds of sex just described above were tolerated and even encouraged. It isn't much different in today's contemporary culture. The prohibitions examined in this podcast were given by God to the ancient Hebrews. God's rules for the lifestyle of the Hebrews were given to make them behave differently from the practices of every other nation in the world. They weren't given to any other nation. These rules were given to the Hebrews. First, here's a clear Bible teaching about homosexuality. In Leviticus 20, verse 13, the Bible says, quote, If a man lies with a man, as one lies with a woman, both of them have done what is detestable to God. Unquote. Comment. Human beings like sex and seem to want to have it with anyone they see. Men can see other men, women can see other women, and want to have sex with them. In the nations living in the land that the ancient Hebrews were sent to replace, this kind of sex was happening a lot. In Leviticus 20, verse 15, there's a verse teaching about sexual relations between humans and animals. And it says, quote, If a man has sexual relations with an animal, he must be put to death, and you must kill the animal. If a woman approaches an animal to have sexual relations with it, kill both the woman and the animal. Unquote. These two orders given to the ancient Hebrews are presented as absolutes. Do what the law says not to do, and the mandatory sentence is death. After a long list of sexual prohibitions, here's what God says to the ancient Hebrews about sexual relations that he has prohibited. In Leviticus 18, verses 24 to 30, keeping God's commands about sex says, quote, Do not defile yourselves in any of these ways. 
you must not do any of these detestable things. For all these things were done by the people who lived in the land before you. Keep my requirements and do not follow any of the detestable customs that were practiced before you came. Do not defile yourselves with them." Unquote. The Hebrews agreed to follow all the laws given to them by the God of the Bible. You can see Exodus 19 verse 8 for that contract. As people with a special relationship to God, they were enjoined not to behave or live as did the people in other nations. Since the promulgation of Christianity in the world, the morality of the ancient Hebrews has often replaced, at least on the surface, the previous local pagan culture. The morality, including sexual prohibitions given to the ancient Hebrews, is often enjoined by Christians because such morality is based upon the idea of acting on or refraining from doing what the Bible says pleases or offends God. While God provides no restrictions to sex within marriage, the Bible tells us clearly that sex outside of marriage offends God and is detestable to him. For those who want to live in accord with God, these activities become detestable to them. Lots of justifications have been offered by the religious community for these laws of God. Churches have provided reasons why homosexuality is wrong. For example, children cannot be produced from that kind of sexual activity. For the Bible barred, all of this kind of argumentation is foolish. Those who believe in the God of the Bible and want to live at peace with God should do in their own lives what God requires of them. Those who do not believe in the God of the Bible should live whatever way they want. In cultures where Christians dominated politically, the laws given to the ancient Hebrews were sometimes strictly applied. In cultures with Enlightenment liberal values, the Bible rules sometimes had moral force without any accompanying legal or political enforcement. In other societies, these sexual prohibitions didn't either exist or were partially applied or not applied to society based upon the whims of the ruling class. In some societies, the two different faiths, those who believe and those who do not believe, coexist side by side, each tolerating the presence of the other. The ancient Hebrews agreed to follow the God of the Bible's laws. The nations in the world around them did not make such an agreement. And sex between extended family members, same-sex partners, and animals happened whenever people had a full stomach, which is to say, whenever other more pressing requirements were not present. People disconnected from the biblical text are not aware that the Bible's holy God is a person and therefore has opinions and attributes as outlined in the Bible Bard playlist about God. Human beings as persons also have freedom to decide what opinions of God uh, they care about and want to follow. The Bible Bard has personally met people who believe in the God of the Bible, but want to behave in every way they can to offend him. For them, these sexual prohibitions are like street signs telling them which way to go to most offend God. For atheists and others who do not believe in the God of the Bible, it's remarkable that they care what anyone who believes does. If there is no God, then these rules are only a cultural phenomenon of the ancient Hebrews and can be disregarded like the views in Magna Gracia about the sea god Poseidon. 
My question to unbelievers is, if your government is not forcing you to comply with the law given in the Bible to the ancient Hebrews, why do you care what believers do or don't do in their own personal lives? Critics of the Bible raise many false assertions about what the Bible teaches about many topics. God's laws to the ancient Hebrews seem particularly offensive because he requires his people to behave in ways that suggest that those who do not live according to those laws are not his people. In the Hebrew scriptures, his people had to obey all of God's laws as a prerequisite to having a relationship with him. In the New Testament, his people obey as a consequence of their relationship with him. These are two different perspectives to obeying God by those who reference him. Of course, for those who do not reverence the God of the Bible, these teachings are aberrations, prohibitions about typical human, normal, sexual behavior ongoing and more or less accepted for thousands of years in virtually every human culture. This is the way the Bible works. Bible bard works, brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. And follow the Bible bard on the standard social platforms, Bible, uh, Twitter, Bible bard, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes, among others. Bye for now.